Hello, and welcome to Think Fit, Be Fit podcast. My name is Jennifer Schwartz. I'm the hostess and creator of this podcast, where we are dedicated to effective thinking for potent exercise. Our goal with these conversations is to elevate the conversation about exercise. We are hoping to connect with in intellectual exercise enthusiast, whether you're a trainer or someone who just wants to exercise for your health and for the long term. One of the missions of this podcast is to be a part of your journey to break up with fitness culture and its diluted, shallow information. And to provide the audience, our community, and especially our newsletter community with intelligent conversations from academic and evidence-based perspectives, as well as uh, functional perspectives, what people that have been operating in the fields of exercise science, movement science, holistic health, how they have been approaching the healthy lifestyle. Um, Through these conversations, you will learn about, like I said, movement science, exercise science, holistic health, and of course, how to be curious with your body and learn how to listen to your body. All of these things are the ingredients to help us think fit and be fit. Today's guest is actually my acupuncturist. His name is Matthew Stamp. He is located in Virginia, and I see him twice a month for my own uh, energy management, my health management, and I am very pleased with the results. He is very talented and very intuitive and, of course, extremely knowledgeable and passionate about acupuncture and Chinese medicine. He began training as early as 1990, and that includes the healing arts, movement arts, martial arts, and being a, he's like a shepherd of, you know, moving energy physically. And I just think that's such a cool concept. He is a veteran, like, competitor in the forms, weapons, and full contact fighting. He's trained MMA, Muay Thai, boxing, and, but also, like, can be a healer. And he is also a certified massage therapist. He's the only person I let touch me in the massage form. So me, myself, as a neuromuscular therapist, that should mean something. I you know, really don't get massages and I've only let him do it because it's part of his approach with acupuncture. The reason I brought him on here is because he understands the athletic mindset and how this type of medicine can contribute to living fully and being full living with a health embodiment and approaching life with balance. I really believe he can teach us this and that's why he is here. You can check him out at taichiclub.live. That's T-A-I-J-I club.live. 
and you can sign up for his newsletter there. You can also see him in Alexandria, Virginia, right where I get my acupuncture at NovaACU.com. That's N-O-V-A-A-C-U.com. While you're checking him out, please head on over to thinkfitbefitpodcast.com or impactyourfitness.net to sign up for our upcoming home exercise webinars. I am organizing these free webinars to help us upgrade our home exercise with knowledge from physics, exercise mechanics, and my own training experience in quarantine. And of course, from the strength and conditioning side of it too. So what you can expect from this webinar is strategy and tactics to upgrade your home exercise, which includes bands, body weight, and very simple items like that. So now more than ever, my mission is to provide a portal to a world of improved self-care and high quality fitness and to do something to do it with something as empowering and as fundamental as education so i look forward to seeing you there sign up at impactyourfitness.net or check out the newsletter where you will get your exclusive invite at thinkfitbefitpodcast.com Without further to do, here is my acupuncturist and my guest, Matthew Stamp of Nova ACU and Tai Chi Club. Live. I look forward to hearing from you and all that you learned from this episode. Enjoy. I'd like to just start um, by saying, well, thank you so much for doing this. And it's really exciting for me because you're my acupuncture practitioner and having your ear is something I think is valuable. Mm. (laughs) Um, And secondly, for the balance and um, just overall health that I've gotten from our recent sessions, I'd say probably, you know, for the first, I think since the beginning of the year, I've been coming pretty regularly and my body and all of me thanks you so much for the good work you're doing. You're welcome. <laughs> um, Matt, can you please introduce yourself to our lovely audience? And I would love to know what is your definition of health? Sure, sure. Uh, my name is Matthew Stamp, and I started getting into acupuncture almost 30 years ago. Uh, my sister introduced me to a guy teaching martial arts in the park. And it just happened to be a Tai Chi instructor. His name was uh, Wilson Pitts. And um, and he told me that there was an acupuncturist that was going to be coming into town to see her old students. And in order for me to get acupuncture, I had to do the diet, the special diet. Uh-huh. And so the diet is based on chi energy, uh-huh. something that we don't understand in the West. Uh-huh. But basically, it's our vital energy. And uh-huh. the way I like to, to describe to Westerners, vital energy is think of when you go to the doctor and you get your vital signs checked. How's your body temperature? What's your heart rate? What's mm-hmm. your breathing rate? Your oxygen? Mm-hmm. Things like this. So when your vitals are working fine, all those things are working fine. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so for instance, 
you know, you go to the doctor, you get your blood pressure checked. You don't want it to be too high or too low. Mm-hmm. You want it in the, the right range. You want your heart rate at the right range, mm-hmm. your oxygen levels and your body temperature. Mm-hmm. When those things are out of whack, then you want to, you know, go see a doctor and try to find some balance with those things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I first saw Amy, I was a vegetarian mm-hmm. and I had I used to be a competitive skateboarder, mm-hmm. and I broke my wrist. Mm-hmm. So I went to go see her. And, of course, Wilson told me to do the diet. Mm-hmm. And so um, I did the diet, but she's still in oriental medicine. They they kind of look at your tongue. They feel your pulse. They'll ask questions. And she felt my pulse, and right away she said, you're weak. Ooh. You're malnourished. <laughs> and really emphasized you need to eat meat. She uh. said, you're not a monk. you live by you know i was going to school you like you work you go to school you need as much energy as you can get so um but this isn't like go out to the barbecue and eat a pound of meat Mm -hmm. this was like you know it's about all how the food is cooked steamed simmered soup stews boiling it's not like cooking the food under direct fire or oily greasy deep fried foods and it's not the other end as well as like raw vegetables and salads. Mm-hmm. It's it's how the food is prepared. So when it, when it's steamed or it's cooked or boiled, it's soft and it's really easy to digest for mm-hmm. your stomach. And that's how you get your energy. So if you get a stew in the wintertime, you're going to feel kind of charged and energetic. So mm-hmm. that's the main thing with the food. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you get acupuncture, mm-hmm. when you have that good internal energy, then the acupuncture is going to move it. Mm-hmm. But if you're weak and you don't have that good vital chi, then, you know, it's not going to be a huge benefit. Yeah. So you were talking about, like, your introduction to mm-hmm. acupuncture. So when did you, when did it click for you that, like, vital chi mm-hmm. was going to be a part of, like, your personal health, like, philosophy? After the first acupuncture treatment? <laughs> yeah. I, again, I went there for pain in my my left wrist, broke mm-hmm. it from the skateboarding. But I was convinced the moment she put a needle right here, oh, yintong, yeah, right I, at the, the third eye yeah. area, it went instant red. Oh. And she's like, you think too much. Ah. <laughs> and, I, and I felt a sense of calm like I've never felt as a meditator, as someone who's into like sitting meditation and tai chi and qigong, all these things. Um, she, she reintroduced me to a state of calm I wasn't able to do on my own. So I I more fell in love with the psychological effect than I did the um, the stopping of pain. Mm, so yeah. um, that's kind of where I started, and and then a lot of um, Wilson's students who saw Amy, mm-hmm. a few of them were now acupuncturists. Mm. Like she was a very important person in, in a lot of our lives because she taught us about the diet, taught us about some pressure points. Uh, Wilson and her taught about Tai Chi, meditation, all these things working synergistically to improve health. Mm. I could go in a couple different directions here. So one of the things that perked my ears was uh, thinking about using acupuncture and Chinese medicine from a food first Mm -hmm. approach. And that's something I've heard, um, you know, and read I've also heard it from you. So I'm looking at this list of brainstorming ideas and mm-hmm. some of the stuff we've talked about in my own personal health session. So mm-hmm. we might <laughs> um, 
I get it. And <laughs> second, uh, the other thing I thought of, um, what was it? When you were talking about like managing energy and mm -hmm. thinking of that as your, you know, how it really the helps base. you. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think can really help the listeners is understanding what our energy is and what the difference between, um, I don't know, different aspects of our health. Because mm -hmm. that's like one of the most beautiful things I've noticed about mm -hmm. Chinese medicine is the representation of the environment and our electrical body and mm -hmm. our emotional body. And it, it, we, and if I have a sore throat, mm -hmm. I, you guys, the Chinese medicine dictionary, let's just call it, mm -hmm. you guys have like 18 definitions for a sore throat. I know mm -hmm. I just made up that number. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you go to the Western medicine doctor, you say, I have a sore throat and they have one light and two tests to run you through. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the end of your appointment. Right. So, yeah, I know I just opened up like a huge can of worms Well, there. let's circle yeah. back because you rang a bell. <laughs> what Amy would say is no matter what you do, whether you're sitting at a desk all day or you're an athlete or whatever job you do, it takes chi. Mm. And you got to have that breakfast. You can't be skipping meals. You have to have those three meals a day, and they have to be good, healthy meals. Because mm. that's going to – your food is your number one source of chi in the oriental medicine. Yeah. And then we have supplements like herbs you mm -hmm. can take. Uh, she recommends like ginger tea in the morning or peppermint tea at night before you go to bed. And there's some other common herbs we can talk about. Um, but what these do is they help balance your energy. What she's seeing in most Americans are three things. One is the cold type person. This is like the vegetarian. They're eating a lot of salads, a lot of raw vegetables but they're, they're tired a lot, hard for them to get out of bed. Um, they lack the energy to do things. Mm -hmm. Then there's the person on the other end of the scale. There's the, the fire or the hot category person. They might be eating a lot of the hot category foods. They seem like they have a lot of energy. They're very robust, really outgoing, but they get burned out in the end. And mm -hmm. then there's people eating both extremes, cold and hot. And what they're seeing is, they're very professionistic, but there's no way to be perfect. Mm -hmm. They stress themselves out by trying to be perfect and try, they can think a lot of things, but they can't, they don't have the energy to, to pull it off. Yeah. So, it's like there's too many files to sort. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So what was the third one? I think I kind of missed it. it we call it empty fire. Empty fire. So they're, okay. they might be having a little bit of both extremes. Oh. And so the, the remedy to this as Amy says, is to eat the foods in the cool and the warm categories. Mm. Now, in oriental medicine, we want to eat according to the seasons. Mm -hmm. So because it's summer, you can have a little bit of the cold foods, but focus still more on the warming and the cooling foods. Mm -hmm. And then in the wintertime, when it's really cold, you can have some of the hot foods, but still stick with the warming foods. Okay. Yeah, and I've seen, like you mentioned that several times, and not when you say, like, it – Eating in this aligned way, mm -hmm. and then I come and get acupuncture, everything moves around better. Right. And so what do you mean by everything? What, like, you know, like the chi. Like, how do you explain this to someone who hasn't experienced right. it? Right. There's, 
And and then even in oriental medicine, we have many definitions of chi. There's many types of chi. So um, there's the chi that you inherit from your parents. It's kind of like genetic. Mm-hmm. And genetic chi, like it. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, we inherit those qualities from our mother and father. Mm-hmm. There's the chi we get from food. There's the chi we get from air. And then we get, and some of those mix together, and then it's spread out through the body um, from the heart. So the food comes down to our stomach. It's sorted out from the spleen. The spleen takes that chi, sends it to the heart, where it's combined from the chi from the lungs, from the air. Mm-hmm. And then that's spread out to the whole body. Um, that's why I have a little note here for our athlete friends here. And so that is to, in oriental medicine, it's re- actually recommended to eat before you work out because you're getting all that nutrients. And then in the oriental medicine, they say the spleen um, distributes the food to the four limbs. Uh. And so that's why they, they think it's actually better to have some food before you work out so the, those nutrients can get to your muscles. Yeah. So that is like having a strong core. Right, you can't really move the peripheral mm-hmm. limbs if it, there's not a stable base. Right. So you want to think about because um, I think a lot of the listeners are, you know, I call them fitness intellectuals, mm-hmm. where they're curious beyond the I call the one-dimensional diluted fitness advice and nutrition mm-hmm. advice out there. Mm-hmm. They're interested in how their body alchemizes. They're interested in, in self-improvement as like a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then we have a whole another group of folks that I has I, I've identified as basically new trainers. Mm-hmm. Because some of my clients that I use MAT with, mm-hmm. they are able to guide their own workouts even better than some of the trainers I've met in my career. So I kind of put all those people in one category. So I think knowing how to alchemize mm-hmm. and how it does alchemize is like a pretty and, cool. And, and this is internal alchemy. Mm. This knowledge comes from the Taoist monasteries that studied the energy of food and herbs for centuries. This isn't a diet that's been around for <laughs> 10 years. This is something that's been around for a couple thousand years. Thousands. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and so with that, mm-hmm. I wanted to mention uh, something you, you just said yourself, the core. Mm-hmm. And that's what Amy would always say for us if we're going to work out is to start with our core. Maybe do some ab works first mm-hmm. and then work your way out. And then in, in Tai Chi and um, – Qigong, we always start with our core, too. We call it the dantian. Sure. It's the lower diaphragm breathing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a couple different ways of breathing. We can just breathe normally, inhale, exhale, and the belly comes in and out like a baby, mm-hmm. like a baby's belly. And then we have something called reverse breathing where we inhale, squeeze in, exhale, relax. Mm. And so these are used in uh, Taiji and Qigong mm-hmm. as internal alchemy cultivation of the qi. Yeah, and if you guys haven't experienced Tai Chi, um, I, I don't know. I I, re- I would recommend that people do it. Obviously, you do. Mm-hmm. I have some experience with it, and you can really feel your energy move. Mm-hmm. It's it's such an intentional, cool way to get to know your body, and it's a good warm down for the athletes too. So. You know, say like you're going to do your power lifts, your bench presses, and your, um, you know, military Whatever, presses. Lifts, yeah, it's a good way to warm down. Mm-hmm. I would say don't do the reverse. Don't do your tai chi and then 
then go do weightlifting. Yeah. But uh, it's a great way to warm down, cool down. Yeah, specifically the breathing stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I always think of it in the benefits of grounding. Yes. And that's something I've been kind of touching on a lot. Mm-hmm. Mostly it a lot of this stuff is reminders for me. And that Dantian breathing yeah. is like you co- you come back to your center. Your energies when you're working out and you're sweating and you're doing all these things, your energy's all over the place in your body. And then when you focus your mind, focus your posture uh, and your intention on that Dantian center, you're, you're collecting everything back to your center. How do you spell that? Dantian, mm-hmm. D-A-N-T-I-E-N. Uh-huh. Okay, got it. Yes. I, yes. So... Oh, that brings up a really interesting subject, mm-hmm. um, which you, the Dantian is uh, the lower abdominal. Mm-hmm. This is connected to the vagus nerve, right? Um, the breathing you'd mentioned and, you know, this and, and breathing has, has having a moment in like health, you know, science, right health mm-hmm. science pop. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and. I, I so I think it's really cool if we could spend like a couple minutes going into that a little bit more. Right, right. And then you also mentioned like the second brain in our uh, brainstorming sesh. Right. And I think, man, that is such a interesting topic. It mm-hmm. um it's something that most people don't know about that you know part of their nervous system is in their stomach, right. <laughs> and. That, um, but I also, I'm so curious about, uh, we'll get back to that. Mm -hmm. I'm really, so I'm really curious about um, how you utilize massage and moving around energy as well. That kind of all fits into this, right? Right, right. Yeah. When I went to massage school, my teacher was also a Tai Chi teacher Mm -hmm. at the time, and she taught Tai Chi massage. That when we do the strokes, we're actually doing Tai Chi moves with our whole body, from, just like the classics say, from the foot through the legs, up the back, out our hands. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I do do massage work, what I call Tui Na, on the, my patients, I will, I will do some of those movements, whether I'm pushing down the back or up the leg or up around the arm, to kind of stimulate the muscle tendon channels that the oriental medicine describes. Mm. And so I feel like adding a little bit of that twina into my session is going to help the patient more than just sticking a needle in them and walking away. Mm-hmm. If I can, you know, look for areas of tension in the back, in the legs, in the arms, then it's going to enhance the acupuncture session. It enhances your information too. Like what right. you have access to beyond the vitals mm-hmm. of the pulses, I think you all call it. Right. And the tongue color and texture. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I don't I it's the first time I've experienced it. You're certainly not the first acupuncture uh, practitioner that I've used. I've been using it mm-hmm. somewhat regularly for let me see how long. How old was I? Um, I want to say 2013, I've been using it pretty regularly, Mm -hmm. uh, with Linda and who, you know, whomever she's had, uh, working with her. And my first experience with it, um, was an ailment, which was like a summer hay fever allergy. 
that was the first time I'd had acupuncture. Before that, I'd kind of fallen in love with the whole entire holistic um, oriental medicine approach because I had encountered Tai Chi and the herbal end of it mm-hmm. You probably 10 years before that. Okay. And I threw myself into a few textbooks about Chinese medicine that mm-hmm. I... I, I and mm-hmm. I almost went to naturopathic school based on being how fascinated I was mm-hmm. by the mind body spirit energy approach. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so part of this podcast is really being able me to share that mm-hmm. fascination. I just uh, I think you know the more we fall in love with these processes, right. the better. And I wanted to circle back on something you said, like the mm-hmm. gut as a second brain. Um, I recently saw on uh, Amazon Prime uh, there there was a series. One was called Guts, the Second Brain, and um, there was another one called It Takes Guts, and mm-hmm. another one, The Fascinating World of Hormones. And all these talked about the recent scientific research going on with the gut biomes mm-hmm. and the gut bacteria. Mm-hmm. We have uh, healthy bacteria in our gut, mm-hmm. and, and when I say gut, I want to say our intestines, and these are kind of like a there's a symbiotic relationship we have with this if as long as we give these gut biomes good healthy food you know they give us good things back but if we're eating junk food processed foods and just you know all this fast food stuff then we're killing those gut biomes the the indigenous cultures that live off the land those people have the highest amount of healthy gut biomes yeah, and they've studied that. They've mm-hmm. gone out and collected poo, basically, yeah. to test it and looked at the diversity of the bacteria. Right. And the so and this it's just going into such an interesting place because mm-hmm. now we're seeing dominant bacterias. Not we is not <laughs> <laughs> the scientific community is seeing a, a an overgrowth of one type of bacteria. Right. And. That pop and and it goes with a population mm-hmm. like being overweight or depressed and or inflammation, inflammation in the body. Yeah, 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 that's a big one I'm seeing. Yeah, and like so when when I was looking doing my research for this, I remembered learning about uh, the enoteric nervous system, mm-hmm. and so that is exactly what you're saying. It's the second brain, mm-hmm. and it is regulated by these thin little membranes mm-hmm. around our intestinal walls right. and that it's so thin it's mm-hmm. and it's it, most people cannot even fathom how thin our skin is let mm-hmm. alone like the microscopic um chemical barrier <laughs> so small guys but mm-hmm. and it's so integral to a healthy body mm-hmm. healthy mind right um so, and, and it yeah. has an effect on our food choices so sometimes if we're eating that junk food it, it it affects those gut biomes and it gives us bad signals to want to eat the wrong things. So these gut biomes, they're, we're eating the wrong things, we're killing them, they're getting restless, and then they want you to dump more calories, more junk food in there, and it becomes a vicious cycle. And what happens is it gives your body and your mind the wrong signals. So you might have these cravings for things that you don't need. Like people have these chocolate cravings. I want to have chocolate because I want to have more energy, Mm. you know, and what's happening is they're eating the chocolate, they're having the energy, but then they're getting burnout at the end. And then it becomes a vicious cycle and it's hard to get out of. You have to eat the right things. And like, for instance, sometimes I have cravings too, but 
I'll decide to just take some Chinese herbs or just some Chinese tea and I feel a lot better. I don't have mm-hmm. the cravings anymore. Yeah, I do. I actually, when I have cravings, I drink thyme tea. And that was a gift from, um, it was a gift from a friend. I had, it was actually at the beginning of COVID. So this mm-hmm. is a new thing. She was like, this is what everybody in China drinks if mm-hmm. <laughs> the, what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And um, she is an acupuncturist in China. Oh, and nice. yeah, so that was, but even before that, it was like herbal teas is my go-to for mm-hmm. cravings. Um, and I even keep some here. I would really love to see some research on the gut biomes and the Chinese herbs. And yeah. I'd be willing to work with scientists on that. Yeah. Uh, what kind of hypothesis would you make? I would just say, you know, it, it probably helps the the gut biomes be be healthy and creates more variety of them. Mm-hmm. Again, you don't want to have too much of one. There's, of course, there's billions of these in our body, and there's hundreds of different types. Mm-hmm. So I would I would think that you know they have an effect on that uh, the the different types of gut biomes. So mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. I'd have to work with a scientist. I'm not a gut bi- biome yeah. scientist, but yeah. It is a fascinating because of the relationship to the Dantian and another microsystem in the body that was featured in those films, which is abdominal acupuncture, which is kind of taking a uh, resurgence and more research because of all. There's so many acupoints on the a- abdomen yeah. that they don't know all the things that it can do. We now that we have science, scientific method to to research it, uh, it's becoming a an important microsystem to go along with the whole body acupuncture. Yeah. I can't tell you, um, you know, the, the, the abdominal points that you do with me are, I, I know that they're effective mm-hmm. <laughs> and how long I have mm, try, like been on this road to like mm-hmm. correct my digestion cycle mm-hmm. and, chronic constipation mm-hmm. i don't know if it's what the def how do you guys define constipation now that i'm thinking about it because i know the western one is like it's it's, it's heat. different even from yeah. Ryan, it's you know? a, it's an imbalance of heat inside yeah. the intestines that might be causing the intestines to be dry mm-hmm. so what we want to do is restore moisture and that peristalsis of the intestines yes yes and the aloe that you suggested has mm-hmm. been such a game changer i drink like three, four ounces of it a day with um, coconut water, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, ironically, in the Oriental Book of Medicine, the hemp seeds is what's good because the hemp seed has an oil in it that mm-hmm. lubricates the intestines. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Would that go for chia seeds too or is that different? Uh, no, just the hemp seeds. Okay. They call huamarin. Uh-huh. Um, or, you know, this straight up marijuana seed. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That 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 um, <laughs> I didn't even. They're like so, to, totally different things to me. I forget that they're from the same plant. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's. Uh, okay. So for the biome, do you now mm-hmm. that it's hitting some pop science culture? Mm-hmm. Are you getting your client like your patients? Do they seem plugged into this whole like my biome needs to be healthy or people not really there yet? I. I don't think they're there yet. What yeah. I will do talk about is I'll send them a link from my website on the information that Amy provided. The same information I was provided 30 years ago, mm-hmm. I, I just pass it on to to my clients and say, read this. It's going to help your acupuncture. And 
the secondary effect will be the improvement of the gut biomes. Mm. So if you're eating in those right categories of food, uh, again, avoiding the cold energy list and the hot fire energy list and just sticking to the cool and the warm foods, I believe that'll have a positive effect on those gut biomes Mm. and people will feel it. I've, I've felt it. I'm, I always tell some, my uh, patients, I don't even know where I would be without that diet. Mm-hmm. So it's given me all the energy to make it through school, make it through all my board exams. Um, it yeah. gives me the energy to to do all the sports that I've done, mm-hmm. all the way to all the way up to full contact fighting. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that on your um, <laughs> yeah that um, that that was definitely interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So was your art. I was I, I was uh, you know I. I, I I was surprised. I was like, oh, yeah, look at all this cool stuff that um, <laughs> he's gotten into over the years. Yeah, and I was an art ha- major. Yeah, and that you've created um, a way to, you know, help people appreciate and savor the moments, you know, mm-hmm. and you're kind of doing it in the in the energy and the emotional way now, and that's mm-hmm. so cool. Thank you. Um, what – one more thing on the biome. Um, so for athletes um, – how I often find that because people look a certain way, mm-hmm. look healthy, mm-hmm. um, and they have youth on their side, they don't seem to see that how they put energy and resources into their body help might not be helping them. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some good signs of dysregulated energy and food that you think it's just not common knowledge. Mm. I think we'd have to circle back to what Amy suggested. If you are the person that's hard for you to get up in the morning, hard to get up in the morning, you feel cold. You just want to stay under the blanket. Mm -hmm. Um, Your cheese weak. It's not, it's not waking up. It's not coming out. Um, If you're staying up late, having a hard time falling asleep, Mm. that's a sign Uh, feeling irritable or frustrated. You, You know, that same kind of feeling that you feel when you're in a traffic jam. We call that in in Chinese medicine. We call that chi stagnation. Mm. So it's the same thing. Whether it's external, out in the world, like a traffic jam. If you're having frustration, irritability, things like that, you're having a traffic jam inside your your body. Yeah, and that's what acupuncture and the, the foods are there for to get that thing moving, to get that to to uh, break that stagnation. And the acupuncture needles is like a traffic cop saying, okay. You go this way, you go that way. You know, let's get to where we need to get going. That's a great metaphor, mm-hmm. actually, um, because I've mm-hmm. tried to come up with my own over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the truth is, uh, this project and passion project of podcasts that I have, mm-hmm. it all started from. It stems from the fact that I do one thing, which is muscle activation techniques, mm-hmm. but I just appreciate my clients more when they take care of their body and they appreciate my work more when they have less inflammation. So I'm very motivated Mm -hmm. to share what wisdom we have in our body. And that is another thing that resonates so well with me with acupuncture Mm -hmm. and just the whole entire approach. Mm -hmm. Um, So we covered some biome Things did we miss anything as far as like second brain and uh, Dantian? Did I say that right? <laughs> uh, Dantian. Um, Dantian. No, but I just want to reiterate that. Um, let's see. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was the, how important it is to move. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, people sit in the office all day and they're in the air conditioner and they say sitting is the new smoking. So if you can't walk, you know, I, I suggest, you know, try taking learning some Tai Chi, try learning some Qigong. Um, well, let's uh, yeah. let's talk about the moving approach when we mm-hmm. talk about uh, an athlete or someone who works out hard sure. and recovering. Okay. Like the next day, like muscle soreness, like how do we get stuff moving around, mm-hmm. you know, from the from from your perspective. I've I've got my own philosophies and mm-hmm. you know, some people are going to say jump in the pool like mm-hmm. and you know, obviously none of most of us don't have that and yeah, so what what what's your take on that? Well, I mean, I'm an athlete, and I yeah. wake up stiff in the morning too sometimes, and and I have a routine that I do every day when I'm letting the dog out or or uh, you know boiling water for for my tea, and what that would be is it's a simple set called the Badwa Jin. Mm-hmm. It's, I have a video on my website okay. that we'll, I do share we'll with patients. That. Can you yeah. spell it real quick or tell B- me the title of the video? Yeah, B A D U A N. J-I-N, Badwa Jin, and I'll share you the link. Uh And um, basically it's eight simple exercises, uh, and each one kind of is a light, low-impact stretch. Cool. So, yeah, there's the front of the body. There's one's kind of like a squat. There's one touching your toes. There's one kind of like moving your back. It's kind of like range of motion exercise, soft and gentle. You coordinate it with your breathing. That is done from the Dantian. And uh, they're very gentle and easy to do. It takes... 10 minutes and uh if sometimes if i miss it it kind of impacts my day so mm-hmm. uh i try to do that along with taiji every morning um but usually i just do the bodwajin first and then I'm, i'll get to the taiji later how much time do you spend on your pra- your own personal practice of that taiji it depends on my workload mm-hmm. so there's a taiji short form Mm-hmm. that I can do or just some basics that I can do within 10, 15 minutes. If I have more time, then I'll get it an hour. You really need an hour, Taiji, to really uh, develop the skill, like the right skills mm-hmm. for it. But, uh, yeah, just a little bit every day goes a long way. Mm, mm-hmm. Gotcha. Cool. Um, all right. I feel like, yeah, you've got some cool stuff here in your in our notes about uh, the moving. You uh-huh. know, you've got... Uh, and like a what ye and Lee uh, and you, you have right. yeah I think that would those are interesting things okay, to talk yes. about yeah because in the West everybody knows the um, everyone does Lee exercise Lee is the strength of the muscles and bones this is my preferred method right. yes got it <laughs> but, but we don't know enough like Americans don't do the chi or the yi stuff. The chi is the strength of the vital organs, like the lungs and digestion. And then the yi is the strength of the brain and nervous system. So, Oh, so, you know, it has to be like, we changed the name of the podcast to mm -hmm. like, think, think ye, be li. (laughs) (laughs) Does that, that, did I interpret that right? Yeah, because... (laughs) Taiji, Taiji does all three. Okay. It's v- you have to concentrate on how you're moving this body. That's very yi, using your mind and your intention. Mm-hmm. And then the chi is from the breathing. You get the breathing exercises. And then the yi is you're still doing something physical that involves the muscles and bones and joints of the body. So um, Taiji is perfect in that aspect that it, it covers all three bases. 
Mm-hmm. But um, when you go to the gym, when you're running or you're doing your weightlifting, that's just all Lee. It does yeah. take some willpower, though. Mm-hmm. It does take some concentration to get your form right on that bench press or, you know, your deadlift. You want to use good form. Mm-hmm. But the Chinese way of doing these things, it's, it's a lot different. There's a lot more involved in and it's called what's it called proprioception mm-hmm. where yeah. you you feel where you are in in like time and space and where you're moving so yeah yeah um that just brought up some interesting images in my head um if you watch weightlifting like as a sport mm-hmm. the chinese dominate by the way <laughs> they're really good um mm-hmm. and i'm not sure if it's from the herbs or whatever they're taking mm-hmm. but um i'm pretty, pretty sure <laughs> i'm pretty sure they have coaches that yeah. are you know the western-minded training and they probably have some chinese doctor in the background who's an influential in their training as well interesting so if we were to place a um a chinese focused acupuncturist and practitioner into an integrative approach for sports what would that look like? I think it would help performance. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, it would be interesting to know what athletes are doing things. I mean, we know um, Michael Phelps was doing the sure. cupping, and well, it's been some of the stuff has been slowly introduced into the culture. I've, I have a marathon runner who gets acupuncture. I give him the performance enhancing acupuncture, and he. And when I when I get people who have limits and say like they are only able to run ten miles, and I'm like, okay, well, let's do some stuff to get you running fifteen miles. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to enhance their performance and and really help them work through injuries and and uh, get that vital energy going to get to the goals that they're trying to get to. Yeah, I mean, I've come in with some swollen joints and. Um, muscle soreness and even asymmetrical muscle soreness and those like my like the tightness that I have in my back on that right side I'm not completely convinced that that's all mechanical soreness like Mm -hmm. just from the muscles right Mm -hmm. um so but it seems like a lot of things get stuck in the muscles and we end up blaming like the exercise for it too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know that kind of like went to the other side of that conversation, but yeah, I just think that's interesting. Um, uh, what I would love to do is, can you explain a little bit more about the types? Cause you have listed here, mm-hmm. wood, fire, earth, metal, water. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I just think it would be really can you just like talk through that for a second? Because um, one of the other things that... Okay, yeah. we It, yeah. it is related to tissues of the body. Yeah. Um, for instance, the fire element is related to the heart and blood. But uh, we all have so all these circula- elements. Yeah. And the blood circulation. all of these elements are also in the, in the, the aura and the, and the space around us, right? And some... Mm-hmm. Like some of us have genetically more fire or more wood and some of it's nurtured in us. Yeah, there's personality types, Uh body types. And this is a way how they kind of classify things in the oriental medicine. Well, it's like what you guys kind of classify people when you first meet them in a way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, Like the earth element, that's the, uh, the stomach and the spleen. So that would be, you know, someone who... 
um, they might worry a lot mm. on, on the emotional aspect. Um, the person that's the fire type, they might be short-fused. They might have uh, little patience. The, um, the metal element that's related to the lungs and the skin. And so this person might have a lot of skin rashes. Um, but that's if it's off balance and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Emotionally, they might be a person more prone to grief. Yeah. What's, so on the metal, on the exalted metal mm-hmm. <laughs> side of it, what is that? Is that like, you know, being vivacious and like excited and physical? What, you know, what's the other side of that? Um, personality wise, um, I think they're more, they're more penetrating. Think of like an ax cutting wood, mm. you know, their minds might be a little bit more focused. Okay. Um, the earth element, just think of it like down to earth. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the water element, that person's probably more flowing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the water element is based on the kidneys and the reproductive system. And there's another aspect with the, um, the water element we have to think about in terms of, remember I was talking about the, what we inherit from our parents mm-hmm. that it's called Wan uh, Chi. Well, this gives us something we inherit called Jing. Mm. Jing is our sexual essence. Mm. So it develops as we grow. Like for girls, it's um, every, uh, let's see, every seven years. And for boys, it's every eight years. So there's a growth and decline through our lifetime. And so the power of our Jing is our sexual reproductive energy. And so we don't, we in the West, there's called the three treasures. There's Jing, Qi, and Shin. Shin is like our, our mind. Our chi is that vital energy, and our jing is that sexual energy or our hormones. And so hormones have a huge impact on our mind and our growth, and we have to understand we have to conserve it too. We don't want to be oversexed, and we don't want to be undersexed as well because that creates an imbalance. Mm-hmm. So people ask me, how do you – why do you look so young for someone who's 48 years old? And I say, no. And, and yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I thought you, I thought you were in your thirties. That's crazy. <laughs> and because when I was 18, I was, I was given the instruction. Okay. You're, you have to balance your three energies. And so don't get oversexed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of times it's like, that's what, that's what the monks would use mm-hmm. by understanding that they, they're able to control their sexual urges through um, like that training of celibacy yeah. so just having the philosophy of like you know i don't have to go out and have sex every day yeah or i mean yeah. the exposure to images and porn is in the culture yeah. yeah i mean you know i i'm 38 i mean i didn't really grow up with a lot of technology in my mm-hmm. hand exactly i can't imagine how much that throws off now that you have you, mm-hmm. you've shown me this uh concept of Jing, mm-hmm. like it, that makes so much sense that you know right and that's what we try off. to restore for for women that might mm-hmm. be having a lot of anxiety and we want to restore their jing if they're having infertility issues mm. yeah mm-hmm. got it i mean that um the idea of balancing the body to the seasons I also think is something really beautiful and unique mm-hmm. that you guys uh, teach and share with your patients. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. You, when In the summer, you want to go out and you, you can wear less clothes and let the chi come out of you. It's okay yeah. to sweat some. and uh, But, you know, when it comes time to 
when the seasons change and it starts getting windy and colder, you you know you want to keep your head covered, keep your back of your neck covered. Don't let the wind hit the back of your neck and feel cold. You want to layer up and keep the chi inside. So, mm. and then in the springtime, you know you want to gradually come out and open out, just like a just look at, at a tree. The tree starts to to grow and blossom. Like the tree is the perfect example of what to do mm. um, as the season. Uh, as the say like fall comes around, you know, the cheese start starts to going inward. So you want to go with that flow. You don't want to go resist against it because it can lead to illness later on. Mm. So if you so something that you do in one season, if you don't take care of yourself in one season, it might present itself as a disease or an imbalance in the next season. Yeah. Okay. That yeah, that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um what happens when you're competing in different environments? So what if uh, like one you're month, traveling, yeah. One month you're in Utah, and then the next month you're in Virginia, and you're supposed to be able to adjust and and still stay competitive. Or and you know, there's just another feel one. Good. There's another. <laughs> there's another competing one that we don't think about in this modern age is the air conditioner. Ugh. Yeah. So we're we we constantly go in and out of the hot and cold, like hot outside, cold inside and this contrast our brain has has like a thermometer in there that has to adjust and this is why they think in the winter time people get sick because you know their nose is outside in the cold then they go in the inside and it has an impact on the immune system in -hmm. regards to like if you're out in utah where it's where it's dry you're going to want more fluids you come back to virginia where it's humid then you want to you know eat accordingly drink the right things and uh just regulate your your diet and your health and yeah yeah and and like i noticed that when i was a younger trainer i spent a lot of time in like the northwest area of dc like the farragut area Mm -hmm. and i had a contract at a law firm where i would go to their like law firm gym and train people then i would go to another office building and train someone and Mm -hmm. i would walk around like it was kind of a fun. Mm-hmm. It was like a really fun job, actually. Right. I mean, I was still I was solo employed, but like, so I would go to one law firm, you know, walk around DC, mm-hmm. get to the next office building, and then I would do about four trips of that in a, in one office day. Mm-hmm. That was kind of my day, and I definitely noticed that um, going in and out, um, and to the point where a lot of my um, symptoms have always manifested in my lungs and my mm-hmm. sinus. So I think I'm pretty sure I'm like a, a dominant like metal and wood mm-hmm. type. Right. And a lot of my stuff, and I've been able to confirm that in third party um, types of sensitive medical testing mm-hmm. I've had done. And you know, as you guys know out there in like listener land, headphone land out there, <laughs> um, you know, I experiment with the wellness side of things. I want to know the optimal side of everything i mm-hmm. i almost never want to have the conversation for myself how do i get off this pharmaceutical like i don't even mm-hmm. want to get to that point where i have to rely on some type of mm-hmm. um pharmaceutical chemical substance to operate my body mm-hmm. that's my personal health philosophy yeah um i don't expect anyone yeah to I, totally... I like to try the herbs first the herbal yeah. formulas i'm mm-hmm. really into actually when i went to acupuncture school and i was in the oriental medicine program um i started 
studying the herbs and what they do in China is they do the herbs first before acupuncture. Mm, Americans huge. seem to be the reverse. We'll do the acupuncture first and then the herbs. Yeah. But then I really started learning the nature of the herbs and it's very similar to the to the diet. There's cold, cool, warm and hot herbs. Um and then there's herbs that affect certain organs or certain acupuncture channels and uh I was really blown away about because the material medica has thousands of herbs in there and you have to memorize every <laughs> attribute of them and uh, I had one teacher he made you memorize everything and at the time I was, I was really hated it because mm-hmm. it was so much information mm-hmm. but uh, I ran into him recently and I said you know what? I'm, I thank you for giving me a hard time because uh, it made me better because when when I came time to testing I was like knew that stuff That's so cool. um, so yeah I really appreciate the herbal formulas because in America we think we hear of an herb and it's like a superfood, like turmeric. And then, <laughs> and then I get a patient, yeah, I'm taking turmeric. And like in oriental medicine, it's like turmeric, well, you take turmeric with like four or five other herbs to balance it because turmeric is, of course, is good for blood circulation. And in India, they have low rates of dementia because they use turmeric and curries and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it can also be too much. So they yeah. use other herbs to balance it out and yeah. to uh, to actually assist it. So that's why the formulas are so important is because they, they create more balance rather than just taking one herb by itself. I mean, you've touched on something that's kind of really important for people to understand is that the, uh, the Western way of doing things can be very binary can be very black and white and i think that's another example of it that um we want that physical interaction before we prime our body to be really good at accepting the acupuncture and all the energy movement Mm -hmm. um because sometimes i i would assume that you know people's stuff just doesn't move around it's it feels really stuck Mm -hmm. they're spending more of their money more of their time more of your time Mm -hmm. when you're saying just slow down let's mm-hmm. prime your body for ex- being flexible enough to even take on this medicine right because it's not it's not going to be so invasive that it's going to change stuff right away mm-hmm. right taking the pill swallowing it getting an effect 20 minutes later mm-hmm. i know that makes everyone happy on some mm-hmm. level but it just doesn't work in the long run. Yeah, unfortunately, the herbs they don't have like a quick effect. You you have to kind of take the the tea. The teas are the best way to do it. You'll get the raw teas, and you got to prepare the tea, and it takes a, like forty minutes to an hour to deal with. <laughs> but now they have it in like these capsules or powders. You can just put the powder and make the tea, and it's a lot quicker and easier to do. Mm. And um, so you don't look like a pharmacist at your house. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and. Um, so, you know, I try to I try to get the patients to take the herbs, but, you know, acupuncture has the least amount of side effects. If someone's taking pharmaceutical drugs, I'm not going to recommend the the herbs because I don't want the herbs to get blamed for anything that goes wrong. Mm-hmm. But if there's someone like yourself, you know, you're not taking any pharma- pharmaceuticals, I would say, okay, let's try this herbal formula based on the pattern that you're you're presenting and let's see if that has a an effect on you, but I need you to finish this whole bottle and then, and because the result isn't instantaneous, like a, like an aspirin or something, Mm -hmm. it's, it has to, you kind of see it over time. You, you look back and say, Oh, okay. I really do feel calmer after taking that 
herbal formula for 30 days. Sure. I mean, it's it's a shame that people don't um, uh, plug into their body in that way. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really think it's a shame. I am convinced that the better we know our energy and the better we know um, our emotional body, mm-hmm. the, the more, you know, good we're bringing to the world, the better we're showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the better we're able to take care of ourselves, which is kind of what the, you know, the podcast is about is taking better care of yourself, but really mm-hmm. self-awareness is something I constantly talk about. And, you know, I feel like acupuncture is a great way for, um, Westerners stuck in that, mindset Mm -hmm. to really gain from the ancient wisdom right and learn and flow with their body i mean there's nothing more beautiful to me Mm um i definitely want to get to the the marijuana um subject that we wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. um and uh more i think that was let me make let me look through my list here hold on headphoners yeah um what i wanted to just say about in regards to marijuana was, you know, it's becoming more accepted and legal worldwide, uh, whether it's medicinal or recreational. Um, there are some syndromes coming up. There's one called cabin cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. Hyperhermesis, I think. Yeah. Uh, hyper, yeah. Hyperhermesis. Mm-hmm. And what's going on is, uh, it's similar to what we call stomach chi rebellion in oriental medicine, where the patient is, because of the toxicity, they're experiencing nausea, vomiting, and um, a buddy of mine, uh, John, out in California, he's an acupuncturist. He started a movement called Balance the Herb. Mm. <laughs> That's and so, so cute. Yeah, he spell he spells, or he he sells a product that uh, is a combination of d- different herbs, but um, but really, I think you need the customized herbal formulas because everybody's different. I don't think one pill is going to correct everybody. So um, that's why I think the Chinese herbs, just based on whatever your body's presenting, whatever pattern, then you, then we can, we can customize a, uh, a formula for you or choose a formula for you. But, you know, when you, when someone smokes marijuana, they, it affects all the elements that we talked about. For instance, their for the liver, like their eyes will get red. There can be some irritability or even some depression, or the fire element, you know, the person gets blazed up and their heart's all excited and then, you know, they can get some adrenaline and this can affect the mind and the sleep quality. Mm. The earth element is affected because the stomach, you know, has those munchies, you mm-hmm. know, and then you start taking this high sugar intake and this can lead to dampness, which is a oriental medicine pattern. And, you know, it can cause some weight issues, weaken the immune system, uh, for women, it could increase yeast or urinary tract infections. The metal element, the lungs, obviously, because it, it dries up the lungs and you get that that dry throat or cotton mouth kind of thing. And um, so you can get the dry lungs. So there's herbs to restore the fluids of the lungs. And then the water elements, we talked about the kidneys and the reproductive organs. So this can it, it will deplete the sexual essence or the jing that we talked about. And um, it lowers the testosterone in men. And THC, it stays in the fatty cells, including the cells of the brain and the testicles. So, Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I've definitely heard that it uh, affects testosterone mm-hmm. 
whatever. Right. So that's why I, I was saying we can find a formula. If you're a user, mm-hmm. um, we can find a formula that can help balance that out. Well, I think the bigger picture here is that just like alcohol, because it's legal, we don't see the harm in it mm-hmm. when, especially, you know, if we go to an American college, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you go to the football game and they're like showing advertisements for Bud Light. Like, mm-hmm. and, and because it's associated with sports and it's just normal culture, we're like, cool, it must be like totally fine and acceptable. Mm-hmm. Same thing for the marijuana now. Um, it's gone a total 180 mm-hmm. from being a, you know, poison, complete uh, poison to society and to the body to being this recreational, normal part of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, none of us, me included, have had the have had the wisdom to think, oh, what's that doing to my chi? Yeah. And, you know, you were the first one to kind of bring that i mean maybe linda said something but mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know and bring that up but um yeah i mean for me uh that makes so much sense i um i use it to almost down regulate my over- really active mind i don't want to call it overactive because mm-hmm. we're producing some amazing shit over here <laughs> and uh, a very active mind um and honestly it kind of replaced alcohol for me and I thought I was like trading something better for something worse. Mm-hmm. And um, I've benefited greatly from that decision alone. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's kind of. Um, well, we have to look history. back at the history, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it for, when California led the way for making it medicinal, I mean, what, what were they using it for? Um, AIDS patients who, you know, couldn't eat or people with cancer they lost they're getting chemo and they're losing their appetite so mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, medicinal uses for it it's when you hit that fine line of use and abuse or when it becomes a medicine or when it becomes a toxin that's where you know you have to draw the line and kind of know your your dosage so yeah so mm. yeah just you know as in any anything just moderate and and just be aware when when you're going out of your um, your balance. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, definitely something I pay attention to. Um, how, so I think a good way to kind of start wrapping this up, um, the integration of acupuncture and Chinese medicine, we've been talking about a lot, um, but it also helps a lot of ailments too at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um you know what? What is like if if I said how do I integrate the whole entire um, philosophy and and healthy lifestyle of chi- Oriental medicine, acupuncture? Um, what does that look like into a Western lifestyle? Yeah, or? into like yeah, Western lifestyle. Um, we can we can look at the Taiji symbol for the answer. The Taiji symbol is the Yin Yang symbol. That's the real name of oh, it, Taiji. Yeah. So. Um, try to avoid the extremes, try to find a middle road. And within the other side, there's a little bit in the other one. So um, because you have the two fishes there and you have the, the eye of the fish mm-hmm. and, and one's black and one's white and then one has a, a white eye, mm-hmm. the black fish and the, 
whitefish has the black eyes. So yeah, so we're, a he's bit, trying to describe the uh, the circle and like the the yin yang symbol. The, yeah, the how it mm-hmm. um, it's it's a synergistic symbol. Right. Yeah. So it's just a, a a way to teach balance. So for example, an athlete might want to rather than train harder, train smarter. You don't want to damage your body and into a way that is something can become irreversible. Mm-hmm. You want to, you know, you want to stay hydrated. You don't need to drink a gallon of water, but you want to stay hydrated. Um, there's just, there's so much aspects to the mind, body, spirit that, that you can think this, mm-hmm. this yin yang through, throughout your life. Yeah. So, so the balance can be a thought process for everything we do. Mm-hmm. Um, when when we're talking about training hard and also training smart, it's the same conversation for me. Um, I have to teach people how to notice and regulate their energy, how much they're putting out, mm-hmm. how much energy is that taking mentally. Um I know my everyday activities are different now because of COVID. Mm-hmm. It takes me a lot more energy to work with people right now. And the only way to understand the chi energy that you're talking about is to be in the present moment. Mm. There's no other way to do it. And that's what meditation is. Mm. You're putting yourself in the present moment. Your mind's not in the past. Your mind's not in the present. You're just here and now. And then that's where you can really find a way to interpret your chi. Beautiful. I, mm-hmm. yeah. Um I guess um, talk to us about uh, your treatment process, where I visit you in mm-hmm. Alexandria. I'm, I'm currently at Nova Acupuncture, 3343 Duke Street. And um, what, you would want, what you would expect on your first visit is uh, first you'd call the office and we'd get your information. Your email is very important because we're going to send you some forms for you to fill out like a consent to treat form. Um, and then, uh, an intake questions for you to fill out. We want to know your chief complaint, any secondary complaints going on. Um, you want to wear a mask. We wipe down everything. We sanitize and, uh, use disinfectants on anything because of the COVID. Uh, we have hand sanitizers around. And so when you come in, we're going to ask you some of the questions. Like one thing I like to ask is how, how's your energy feel? Do you feel like you're tired a lot or do you need to relax more? Um, do you feel like you have sensations of hot and cold in your body or any unusual sweating? Uh, what, how's the state of your eyes, nose and throat? Do you have any allergies? And I'll ask you questions about your appetite and digestion. Are you having any constipation, diarrhea, acid reflux? Are there any bowel or urination issues? Uh, women, for women, I might ask them about, are, is there any pain during your period? Is it is your period either light or heavy? I mean, all these things tell us a lot about the body. Um, and I also ask questions about the mental health. Are, is there any anxiety or depression you're experiencing? Do you feel like you're you know easily angered or you're worried about something or scared of something? And... Importantly, I'd like to ask about the sleep. How's the quality of your sleep? Are you having a hard time falling asleep? Are you waking up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep? Are you waking up really early in the morning? All these things are indicate a certain pattern that I can treat with the acupuncture needles. Yeah. I mean, I, I've texted Linda on 
Linda is the owner of the clinic that he mm-hmm. works at, who's also one of my best friends. You guys may have heard of her on the podcast. She's <laughs> one of the reoccurring characters in this crazy <laughs> story. And <laughs> um, I've texted her on occasion. Mm-hmm. I woke up at 3 a.m., Three times last week, what's mm-hmm. up? And she'll be like, lungs, or whatever. Yeah, the, the lung channels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we also, you know, we observe the tongue. The tongue mm-hmm. tells us a lot, and we feel the pulse on six locations on on, uh, on the wrist. So each wrist has three locations, and that will tell us the state of the organ. Does the pulse feel like it's really rapid? Does it feel really weak? Is it really easy to find? Is it really hard to find? All these things will tell us a lot about the state of the quality of, of what's going on inside of you. I usually tend to do the the pulse last. Uh, mm-hmm. My teacher used to do the pulse first. Mm-hmm. But uh, to kind of um, wrap up my own hypothesis of, of what's going on based on everything else, and, and then that's kind of like the indicator of something going on. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. so you're 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 kind of making a hypothesis as we're talking, right? And then you check it when we're done. Yeah, yeah, you do the pulses, kind of confirm it. Uh huh. That totally makes sense. I have two more things. Do you have time? Sure, we're good. Okay. One, can you speak to the the uh, we you and I have done some cupping recently, right? Yeah, I really have enjoyed it, mm-hmm. um, and. I have also, um, I did feel a big shift with just the three or four times we did it. I I definitely felt a shift um, in the body. And you were mentioning it for helping maybe deal with COVID if it it did enter my, you know, Mm -hmm. my my biome, my body. Right. So um, I was doing some continuing education courses because it's required. And so um, one acupuncture was talking about cupping the upper back as to check the respiratory and so we i think what i did with with you is cup the whole back area Mm -hmm. to see how much redness would come in and to see how you know to help the circulation of the body help release any toxins the redder it was you know you might need you might need a couple more treatments and then over time it won't be as red. So that's help moving some chi. What the cupping does, it's a negative pressure. It's grabbing the skin, grabbing the muscle, grabbing the fascia, affecting the blood vessels. And um, I, I like to see it as a way of getting toxins out, getting out stagnation and forcing blood to move. So Yeah, I, I definitely felt some shifts. Like it, mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was a, yeah, I could tell it was the right, it was a good move um, or decision. Mm-hmm. Uh and then what do you what's different about that when you use it on like a muscle injury or some type of I don't know healing I think it thing. can promote I can I believe it promotes the healing. Mhm. It just has a, a good effect of again bl- like a lot of diseases are from blood stasis so what we're trying to do is move that blood. Oh. Yeah. Blood like blood blood stagnation, moving. blood yeah. stasis. There, there, there are actually two different things. Blood stagnation is more like that traffic jam I talked about. Mm. Blood stasis is when it gets too weak, like the um, blood vessel walls, where it's just weak and it's not even moving the blood at all. So we yeah. would have to use some like some uh, blood moving herbs to try to get that going. Like one of them is uh, dong kui or tong mm-hmm. uh, kui is how they might say it. And again, that'll be balanced out with other herbs. You see, you can get Donkwe at the health food store, but again, we want to use other herbs 
that help balance that out because you don't want to just take Dongwei a bunch of it. You want to balance yeah, it with like other herbs. People taking a bunch of echinacea. Yeah. Like by itself, and you're like, oh, okay, this is gonna help me. Mm-hmm. And you you might you you might make the argument, no, it probably needs these three or four other ingredients to mm-hmm. give you the like the maximum effect. Yeah. Um, and then when we talk about uh, you know muscles, athletes, exercise, staying fit enough to train mm-hmm. uh, year round. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of people who have that similar mindset and similar goal have heard of dry needling. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's kind of a hot subject. Um, when a new patient comes to you and they do they ask, some people might ask for dry needling. Um, do you explain the difference and how do you do that? I do. Well, I'm not. I'm not one of the acupuncturists that is against dry needling. Um, dry needling is a functional medicine, and it does help the muscle. Um, we call it ashy acupuncture and oriental medicine. There's three types of acupuncture. There's We have these channels along the body, and then we have points along those channels where there's blood vessels and nerves, and these are special points, and they have special names, and they do special things. That's usually like the map of the body you kind of see yeah, on you the see wall. The, yeah. yeah, you see the channels. So that's the first type. And then we have special points. They do special things, and but they're not on a channel like the yin tong at the third mm-hmm. eye or the tai yang at the side here, um, but they're not on channels. And then there's ashi acupuncture, where it's kind of like a trigger point, a pain point, a tender point, or a sore muscle, and, you know, it hurts here, okay, we put a needle there. Um, and But what the dry needling people do is they might put it in an athlete having a muscle spasm and they're and they're kind of manipulating the needle to make the muscle twitch mm-hmm. to give that muscle a response and then that can give them some relief. Uh, I've only had one teacher go through that with me. Uh, we all went through the acupuncture um, course and we all learned all the different needling techniques. But one of my good acupuncture friends in Florida c- comes up here to do dry needling seminars, and it's like, Matt, you got to do this for your conti- continuing education. There's a lot of good benefits from these cool. techniques that they're, the PT people are doing. So, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that are like against it. The only thing is, acupuncturists go through like we go through a thousand hours of training, and then the PT people are just going on these weekend seminars and getting. Yeah, I uh, think that's what rubs people the wrong way. Yeah, that's what rubs them the wrong way, and I've seen people you know, putting needles in deep, like in the upper back or around the kidneys. And that can, in the upper back, it can cause something called pneumothorax, mm-hmm. which is like a punctured lung. So uh, I think a couple people, famous people have had yeah. that happen to them. So Yeah, there's been some new, like it's got, it's gotten some buzz. That's for mm-hmm. sure. I, um, I had it. So if I, I had a nerve treated one time, is that kind of in that category? Like it, I, I, like she had. Well, put there's the, there's that muscle yeah. muscular neuro junction. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it 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 is related. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the only time I ever felt like a shock from like. Yeah, you kind of feel work. a shock. You feel the muscle <laughs> twitch. Um, yeah, I think I had it done. Like, I was one of the people that volunteered to have it for like my Team oh. J muscle oh. or yeah. something. Uh, so so yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if that keeps that joint healthy, mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> yeah again it's yeah. it's in that category of functional medicine yeah. so yeah i'm not 
one to okay. say, no, you can't do that. You're, yeah. not, you're not doing a thousand hours. So Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, because PT people, they, have, they go through a ton of um, physical therapy, training, anatomy, physiology, all that kind of stuff. So they're well-versed in that. They just, you know, just be careful on the depth of some of these sensitive areas like around the lungs and the spleen and the liver and things like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we got through all the stuff that I wanted to get through. I, you know, really wanted to say to you guys that, you know, if recovery and maintaining your training levels and maintaining your health is part of your goal, part of your mindset, acupuncture to me makes perfect sense because it's a literal I know it may not seem literal, but it is a literal body body of work that helps you manage your energy. Mm -hmm. And like, it just makes perfect sense to me. Um, And when, especially um, feeling energy move, like, and like you said before, like the recognizing what balance is and incorporating it into different parts of your life, that's such a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. I also would like to say to you guys that if... um, you are coming out of your shell and you are trying something new for your health. First of all, congratulations, because that courage is not something everybody has. So while oriental medicine may seem very different for you, it's been around for thousands of years. And I encourage so so many of my clients and all of you to, Mm. you know, Get out of your Western medicine box and try this way of approaching your body. And and I'd lastly like to just say that um, it's built on four pillars. So there's the diet, nutrition, and herbs is the first one. Acupuncture is the second one. Uh, Twina, or that massage, is the third one. And Qigong is the last one. So Tai Chi is a very dynamic type of Qigong. And so three of these things you can do at, do at home. You can learn some some of the diet stuff you can learn some acupressure points Mm -hmm. uh you can learn some breathing exercises and some you know coordinating the breathing and movement and then if that's not working enough for you come see an acupuncturist yeah i mean that's you know that's that's what i did like Mm -hmm. i i did the the movement and um integrated some of the eating uh philosophies into my own eating um that way back when when i was just self-learning and self-teaching myself about my body Uh, my personal health story what led me to that is I had a scare during do you remember when we had like the swine flu right or the h1n1 yeah Mm -hmm. it was the mid 2000s or early 2000s I was you know having some manifestations of uh, sickness in my sinuses, my mm-hmm. lungs, and I was reacting to mold really poorly in my environment. Mm. I went to the doctor. They gave me this medication. It made it, it, it had such a bad reaction in my body. I literally thought I had that virus. Mm. Like that, it was an asthma medication. Mm. They gave me an asthma medication for, um, and I wasn't even having asthma. I was having a mold reaction. So mm. this, th- I mean, I well, guess they can different. look the same, but mm-hmm. um, it of course looks the same if you just spend five minutes with your clients or your patients. Mm-hmm. And 
And then I did some self-study as to why that could have been happening. It was called Advair. That was the medicine. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, and you know, I am not an internet whiz now, so I certainly wasn't back then. So I spent some time looking up, you know, what could have caused that. And I just was overwhelmed by how much was overlooked when I got that medication. And I immediately took out dairy from my diet and saw immediate improvement in my health within a week. Hmm. And ever since then, I dedicated myself to being a student of the body mm -hmm. and, uh, and having the goal of health sovereignty. And so if you guys get anything from this today, maybe it's just my, my juju for <laughs> my energy for having health sovereignty. I hope you do because like the media and all this COVID news is scaring us, trying to scare us. Even back in yeah. 2009 when, that, when the swine flu was hit, impacting everybody, um, I, didn't get the, I didn't get the vaccine because I was hearing so many people getting sick from the vaccine. Oh, and gosh, so yeah. – same thing is going to happen with this COVID. Mm -hmm. They're rushing to get out this vaccine. And, you know, just I would just air a word of caution to everybody. Just see what how people are reacting before you go get this vaccine because yeah. someone could be sensitive and you can die from it. So. Yeah. Oh, God, that's awful. But I do. I, I'm not opposed to vaccines. I'm not sure. an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Uh, I've <laughs> had tons of vaccines myself. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just look at what the data is saying. Yeah. Look at the facts. Look at, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. in SARS, when f SARS first came out in Asia back in uh, 2000, um, the doctors were prescribing some uh, Chinese herbal formula called Jade Windscreen. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've been taking this whole time. It has uh, astragalus and ginseng and some other things in it. Yeah. It's an immune-boosting herbal formula. I've been using that. And, um, you know, early on we were wearing masks. We were wearing masks back in January. Mm. Uh, because that's what they did in Asia right away. And they learned from SARS-1 back then to wear the mask. So we were wearing masks early on. So when you have like these experts saying, you know, oh, you don't need a mask, I'm, I was really scratching my head. Yeah, that, um, yeah, that whole thing really perplexes me, mm -hmm. um, especially if you look at the data coming out of New York City, mm -hmm. you know, just an, un, under our own nose. Like, this is, you know, you have a, a good population to study right there, and people in New York are really following the rules, and mm -hmm. they've, you know, um, they've changed the curve, if you will. I also, um, you know, I'm just concerned that people aren't getting the right message to um, help their immune system mm -hmm. and be... Be a part, get outside and work out in nature. Mm -hmm. um, tai Chi is a perfect way to integrate mm -hmm. into your life tomorrow, today. Mm -hmm. um, and you can reap the benefits of nature if you're doing it outside barefoot in right. hopefully non-fertilized grass. Mm -hmm. And getting some sun, some <laughs> yeah. vitamin D. <laughs> vitamin D. <laughs> um. And, and um, the movement the benefits of mindfulness, mm -hmm. the benefits of uh, the, the, the restorative breath, mm -hmm. right? Um, all of these things are immune system boosters, by mm -hmm. the way. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's the thing I'm afraid that people aren't getting, you mm -hmm. know? 
Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's really my final message to people is like if you live a really busy lifestyle, maybe try to pick up um, 20 minutes of meditation twice a day. If you're sitting in the office all day, you know, start building up to doing 10,000 steps a day. It's about four and a half miles. Mm-hmm. You know, get that blood moving, get that air moving in your body and get the digestive move digestive moving so yeah yeah don't go ahead sorry yeah don't stay inside too much if you feel like you if if you feel safer wearing a mask outside do it i'm I'm not one to say don't do it so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um i yeah i think i got all my stuff in there man i just i i I was really happy to you know again preach the benefits of Mm -hmm. something that's been in my life and Um, and, you know, get your wonderful philosophy on, you know, how to maintain balance in every aspect Mm -hmm. of our lives. So thank you so much. I will make sure to have all your info and your website. Mm -hmm. Um, you have an active newsletter, you have videos Mm -hmm. and are very passionate about sharing those three ways Mm -hmm. to use oriental medicine at home. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. right. Thank Thank you you so much. You're welcome. All right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me and Matt. That was so much fun for me. I loved uh, learning some more stuff about something I respect already so much. There are some great links for you in the show notes that will give you some more information about how to integrate this amazing information and balance into your everyday life. Like he said, there are four ways to do oriental medicine and Chinese medicine, and three of them you can do at home. I would love it if you guys check out the show notes and also let us know what you're learning or what you want to know more about. You can do that by leaving a review on iTunes You can do that by hitting us up on the social channels at thinkfitbefit underscore podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, if you join the newsletter, you'll just be able to reply and hit us up that way so that you can ask those questions. You can get curious with us and figure out what's missing from your process. I would love to hear from you. And I hope to do that with you and have a wonderful week.